jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Folks, my next guest tonight is an actor you know from the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and she's now been nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award and a Spirit Award for her performance in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ma'am, you and your pig can't be here. Is it that I can't be here? Or that I'm not allowed <laughs> to be here? Hey, you Okay. Hands See, right I can physically be here. But what you meant to say is you're not allowing me to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Hands behind your back. Come on. It's like, women are gonna make me talk to you. <laughs> yeah, you can't let you do that either. You with the cat! See, I don't think you understand the meaning of that word. Please welcome to The Late Show, Stephanie Hsu! Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Well, uh, your, your film, Everything Everywhere All at Once, has made uh, an enormous splash over the past year since, since it came out. Are you at all uh, surprised by how meaningful mm -hmm. this movie has been to so many people? Well, you know, the Daniels are directors. They are brilliant, beautiful weirdos. And I remember we filmed the movie in, uh, in 2020, actually, before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a really long journey. And, but I remember going up to Dan Kwan one day um, and saying to him, Daniel, I knew nothing about the movie industry. <laughs> I was like, Daniel, this movie's gonna bring people back to the theaters, you know? Because <laughs> I'm a chain smoker, 90-year-old uh, New York producer. And, um, and I think I knew that the scope of it was something incredibly special, but I definitely couldn't have known that it would do what it's done. And it's been so beautiful to just see people really receive it and believe in movies again, and also feel kind of united in this wild, wild little engine that could. It's, 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 uh, it's funny. It's funny. It's exciting, it's bizarre on so many different levels. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, at the same time, it manages this extraordinary emotional connection between yourself and Michelle Yeoh, who plays your mother, yeah. and then the people in the audience. I have never seen Evie laugh, uh, mm. my wife. I've never seen my wife, Evie, cry that hard at anything in any movie it you've makes... ever been into. I thought she might need to be medicated <laughs> by the end of it. 
Yeah, you know, it's actually interesting because a lot of people who come up to us after they've seen the movie, when they talk to us, even talking to us, they'll start to get really emotional. And it's really beautiful, actually, because, you know, you really feel that some chord has been struck and everyone is just kind of beside themselves. It's also really intense sometimes. I'm sure it is. <laughs> well, this is also intense. The New York Times called you the breakout star, film star of 2022, and put you on the cover of the art section. Not everybody gets gets that. that. What was that like for you? And can you explain this photograph before I show it to the rest of the world? Okay, that photograph, um, my best friend took it and who's actually here tonight. And they were, um, so that New York Times uh, arts section came out this week and they were in therapy, having a hard day in therapy and they walked out. And there I was on the floor laying spewed on a New York dirty street. (laughs) And (laughs) I lived in New York for 11 years and to be someone's discarded paper for a rat to pee on is like, I've peaked, you know? (laughs) I've made it, I've made it. You're part of the city. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, this is, and I'm so happy to say this, this is your first appearance on a late night show. Yes, it is my debut. Thank you for coming here. (laughs) Coming here, is it, what, how's it, how's it, how's it feel so far? John Lampley! Oh, what is the connection between you and John Lampley on the trumpet over there? Man, when I first moved here, we just randomly met. I was playing with this band, Sammy Miller and the Congregation, and she was there. And now you're here at the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Congratulations. Thank you, boo. You too. That's nice. Yeah. I used to I used to hang out with a, a lot of jazz musicians wow. back in the day. Wow. <laughs> Mistakes well, were made. You're on the awards. <laughs> You're on the award show circuit yes. right now. Uh, Michelle Yeoh and Kiwi Kwan yes. uh, both won at the uh, Golden Globes. Yes. You've got your own nominations, as I said in the introduction. There's Oscar buzz for the film. Our award shows, which I assume this is your first round of award shows, yeah. what, are, they, are they all, they, they thought they'd be cracked up to be? Um, you know, early on, someone showed me this video of Courtney Love, and it's amazing you should Google.com it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's Courtney Love, you know, she was the grunge queen, and she was getting a little bougie, and yep. so she was getting pushback from people. And she did, in this press interview, um, she says a lot of crazy things, but one of the things she says is, you know, if I get a chance to go to the Oscars and wear a fabulous gown and look absolutely fabulous, then I'm gonna f- Take it! And so I've been really channeling my internal Courtney love. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, have a good time. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, to have a good time. Have a good time. Yeah. Um, and also, um, the Golden Globes, that was, my, that was my first time, and it was kind of sweet because, you know, growing up as a kid, you see it on the TV, and everybody's so fancy, and everything is so big, and everyone's so famous, and then actually being in the room, um, it kind of felt like a school play in a weird way, <laughs> because you know, it's not that, we get in there. It's not that big. The proscenium is short, like it's it's very low, mm-hmm. and the screen doors feel like they're on little um, little tracks, and you mm-hmm. can see the stage manager because it's for live television. It's not intended for the audience, so you see like. Steven Spielberg's right there, but the stage manager is also like, Gerard, go, 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 go. <laughs> and that's the show you're watching. So that was kind of sweet, because I think it sort of demystified the glitz and glamour of it all. Now, while, while this is a, a big sort of uh, rocket ride moment for you, you've been performing for a long time. And I understand yeah. you did a, a lot of alternative theater yeah. in experimental 
theater. Yes. And that can mean a lot of different things to different people. What kind of experimental theater did you do when well, you were Well, I younger? hear you're an experimental theater I, guy. I did a fair amount of uh, uh, black box experimental theater in Chicago when I was starting up. Totally, yeah. me too. Yeah. I mean, I, um, you know, my crowning performance was in a show called War Lesbian where I played a hand and... Um, <laughs> And then you played it, just a hand. I played a hand. Were there other parts of a human body? The right hand is here tonight, also. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's a reunion. Yeah. Is that your friend? Who That's my friend. Yeah. yeah. That's very nice. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I played a cat and <laughs> a lot of inanimate objects. You played a. You played I did it, also. You play, wait. You played an inanimate object. Well, I played. I mean, well, I played a computer on Broadway, actually. So that wasn't so downtown. Sure. <laughs> but you play a rock in the movie. I know. So, so you were prepped I, for that. It's my wheelhouse. <laughs> yes. Um, now, before this, you did uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, uh, <laughs> is, there, is there a dream project, something you want to do next? Ooh. Is your chance. They're all watching. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Jordan Peele. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, I think this next chapter of my career, mm -hmm. the best thing that has happened since Everything Everywhere came out is people are coming to me a lot sooner, and mm -hmm. I do want to develop my own work. In, in some ways, I want to return. Do you write? I do, yeah. I'm a, I'm a good co-writer. Um, I'm not good at being... I'm not a... I don't understand plot. What is plot? <laughs> I'm a very experimental, like, <laughs> kind of person. Um, but yeah, I think the next chapter of my life, I really want to build things from the ground up, and um, that's a hard muscle to work, but I want to return to some of my experimental roots, but hopefully get to share them and make them accessible as well, and, and continue to elbow some new art forms in this, in this here life. Well, you, you play two characters in this film, Joy and Jobu, and for those <laughs> who haven't seen, can you explain how they can both exist in the multiverse? Yes. I think that Joy and Jobu, I always say that they are two sides of a very of the same core. So that core is nihilism, this theory that nothing matters. And for joy, if nothing matters, then it can really lead you to the end of your rope, to sadness, to helplessness. And Jobu is like, well, if nothing matters, then I can take your head, explode it, and eat the cupcake that I just made of you. <laughs> does that make sense? Right, it does, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> But before we go here, what was it like to work with Michelle Yeoh? She is such she's such an icon. And what what is she, what is she like on set? Is she playful? Is she just doing the work? Is she someone who stays in character all the time? What's she like as a partner? She really is incredible. I mean, she's not only a total badass and like completely so dedicated to the craft, but she really makes everyone feel like family. And I I strongly believe that the movie was able to work because she was our matriarch and you know, as regal and poised and beautiful as she is, she's also so silly. <laughs> she's really weird, so I, I'm really happy that she got this opportunity to kind of let her freak flag fly also. Um, <laughs> yeah. I understand that... This is, this is actually a picture of, from the film. This yes. is a picture of you and Michelle Yeoh as mother and daughter. Yes. But this is a picture from your life, isn't it? It is. So it is a picture of me and my mom that... Um, production just uh, photoshopped my mom's face out and then glued Michelle's face on, which is, I think, my mother's crowning achievement. <laughs> she's also peaked. She's now, she's now Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. What is going on in this photo here? Because I understand this was a tradition. You shot this le buff leading up to the COVID pandemic. 
but you finished right before, right? We finished the day that everything shut down. In mid-March. March 16th, 2020. Okay, that's good luck. And I understand that this, what's going on here had something to do with that luck? So I always say that our movie has been protected by some woo-woo, magical, spiritual thing. And, yes. um, you know, because of the success of it and all the, all the good things that have come from it. But that um, photo is a cast and crew photo on the first day we did a tradition that they do in Hong Kong on Hong Kong sets where you cover the cameras in red. Okay, someone is from Hong Kong. Um, <laughs> you cover the cameras in red, you lay out uh, a suckling pig, sorry if you're vegan, um, and everybody in the crew and the cast, they all have incense sticks and basically you you bless the, the set for smooth sailing and the the um, directors and the lead actors, we take a big knife and we hold onto the knife at the same time and you cut the pig from head to tail to bless an easeful shoot. Mm -hmm. And so we did that on the first day. And I, I think back to that all the time because so much magic has been happening for us and we, we never should have been as successful as we are. No one believed in us and for it to now be a movie that has shifted the world of cinema and also is in, you know, Oscar conversation is is pretty wild. I want to point out, well, this is good luck. Yes. Well, this is good luck for all of you. I want to point out in the scene that we showed to introduce you, one of your co-stars is a pig. Yes. It's not that one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so, so much. So lovely to see you. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcast.